Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to ActorCast, the podcast that broadcasts the work, insight, advice of industry experts in show business. Very happy to have you joining us on the show today. I am your host, Patrick McAndrew, and today is our showcase. We have a great showcase episode for you all today. It is my good friend, Woe. He is an actor, musician, and writer. But before we dive into this episode, I highly recommend checking out actorcast.fm. Visit us there to sign up for our newsletter to get upcoming information on guests, showcases, and more. You also have the opportunity to sign up to become a premium member of ActorCast. I know, it sounds exciting. Go to the membership tab on our website where you will find all the information on how you can gain access to exclusive content when it comes to ActorCast, including bonus episodes, access to our private online community, as well as weekly sessions with yours truly. So check it out. Now for today's showcase, like I said, we have my good friend Woe joining us. Woe is a musician who is just about to release his very first album, Woe Is Me. And I have had the opportunity to play music with Woe. For those of you guys who do not know, I am a drummer and had the opportunity to perform a gig with Woe a while back. And let me just say, he has some amazing music coming out. I'm very excited for you all to check out his music. In this episode, he shares about his process in creating this music, his process for recording it, as well as what his process has been in creating the album. He is an inspiration to all artists, and my hope is that for all of you tuning in, you will learn something about how you can better promote your work, better promote yourself as an artist as well. There's definitely a lot to learn from Woe, but... I will let him do the rest of the talking. So feel free to buckle in and get ready for this showcase episode of ActorCast with my good friend, Woe. Welcome back to the ActorCast. Today, we have my good friend, Woe, joining us. Woe, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome, Pat. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm very excited to have you here. We uh, met a little while ago. I think it was a couple years now uh, doing playback theater together. And you work, yeah, as, yeah. you work as an actor, a musician. You're also a writer, just a, an artistic bubble of creativity that's about to explode the world. 
Uh, and we also, we also, I had the opportunity to to play drums with you uh, one time for one of your gigs as well. Yes. So uh, when yeah. I heard when I heard that you're coming out with another album, or I guess a, a new album, I was like, oh my, my gosh! First. Yes, yeah, your first album. It's amazing because you. Yeah. I've heard so many of your songs now that it's hard to believe that this is actually your first. Uh, I was like, okay, gotta have <laughs> gotta have Woe on the show. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no, I remember that gig you played with me on. That was actually my first ever, like, paid gig in New York City, and it was so much fun at Prohibition Bar. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually a bunch of those songs are now going to be on the album. So it's really funny because we met in 2018, and that was, like, my first year living by myself in New York. And that was actually when I wrote a bunch of these songs that are going to be on this album. But it literally took me, like, two and a half years to finish them, like, finish writing them and, like, recording them and stuff. So, yeah, um, this album is actually going to tell the story of what I went through that year. Oh, wow. And, like, the breakup that I went through and just, like, the emotional isolation and eventually, like, reaching heal healing and forgiveness. So, yeah, it's taken me a while to get to the point where I can share that journey with people in an album form. But I'm super excited. I finished recording it this year. Quarantine was actually a really nice opportunity. <laughs> For me to work on that stuff, I set up my home studio. I got this lovely new mic. It's a uh, Shure SM7B. Yeah, looks great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it suits my voice really well. And so, yeah, I like. I just really went all in, <laughs> especially this summer and like in the fall. Just really went all in. I was looking for you know jobs and stuff, and nothing was coming in. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use my free time to work on my own project. And yeah, I. I had like little pretend board meetings with myself um, <laughs> where I would like talk about, you know, what we needed to do on the project because I was really the only one working on it. And like, I'm as a theater person, I'm so used to like working with other people. Even when I did Coin Coin Queen of Louisiana earlier this year, I had a whole team to work with me. So this time, like my, my big struggle was figuring out, okay, how do I make like a quality product that normally would take a whole team, like just by myself. And well, I imagine was, that that had really to be, yeah, I, I imagine it had to be difficult as well. And, and this is also a big reason why I wanted to have you on the show as well, is that you created a process for yourself. As you said, you, you know, had these boardroom meetings with yourself to be able to <laughs> talk about your work and to be able to talk about, okay, Look, look at your schedule. Okay, when when can you utilize windows of time to, to get things done? How were you able to do mm -hmm. that? Because I think that there are a lot of artists out there who have some amazing ideas, but they never are able to get themselves to sit down and actually do the work. So what was your process in doing that? Was it simply, was it really executing these, these boardroom meetings with yourself? Was it more than that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot more than that. And, you know, I want to correct myself because I said, you know, I did this by myself, but obviously I'm not doing everything by myself because I've, I've like this year, especially kind of surrounded myself with like a team of people who are really helping me stay on track, um, sort of like different mentorships and like coaches. So at the beginning of this year, I started coaching with Greg and TJ at Musician Indie Coalition which is like a music business coaching school that um, my friends Greg and TJ started. So basically every week, uh, once a week since like January, I've been meeting with them just to talk about like what I'm doing with my career, like what I'm trying to do, obstacles that I'm 
coming up against and just like asking them for advice. So that's been a huge like centering thing <laughs> every week to see them um, and kind of talk with someone about it. Cause ultimately you can't do a board meeting with yourself, but ultimately like you do need support from other people. So that's been amazing. Um, we've also had like a mic group meetup that happened pre pretty regularly this year as well. So like I would meet with like a group of other independent musicians. This is all on Zoom by the way. <laughs> so um, meeting we, safely meet like once a week. Yeah, <laughs> we would meet like once a week and talk about our goals, stuff that's going on, um, talk about like obstacles and what we're going to do to get around them, stuff like that. So that's been really helpful. And then I also I went back into taking voice lessons with my teacher, Michael Walsh, here in Houston, also on Zoom. Um, we used to do lessons in person, but this year we started on Zoom and it's actually great. <laughs> so you have really found this way to despite the circumstances that we're living in, create a community around yourself that even though, yes, you're the one writing the songs, you're the one recording the songs, and you're essentially creating the work on your own, you've built this supportive system around you where you're able to bounce ideas off of other people with regards to how to work within this industry and, and how to get your music out there in a world that is everyone's just online and inside all the time. <laughs> and so I think, I think that's a, that's a, a really powerful thing that you've done. And I think that a lot of our listeners could really learn from in that it, when you surround yourself with people who are, going to be fighting for you that are, that believe in you and, and believe in the work that you're doing I can only imagine that that makes it easier to then go back to the drawing board and then produce the work yeah for sure I mean honestly I think I think it's really the only way like I don't think that I I would want to do it like a hundred percent by myself you know um because I have like a lot of skill sets but there are still things that like I always want to keep learning, like working on or stuff that I is not really like is not really in my wheelhouse. So this year, when it comes to like my visuals, um, I started working with my friend Mitchell Jackson here in Houston. He's an amazing actor as well. I met him through theater, but he's like now a budding visual artist. And um, we did a photo shoot together here in Houston. We had a bunch of meetings and like planned out how we wanted to go and stuff. And then after that, like we had like a whole <laughs> season of like working together and just making like these cool like creative edits of all the shots and so a lot of those I haven't released yet but they're going to be like the album cover and the single cover uh, and like, cool. all these different like promo materials going to be like posters and t-shirts and just like just really good looking stuff that I'm I can't wait for people to see but it's just it's like continually inspired me as we went through the process because like I was recording stuff and then he would send me like his new artwork and I'd be like oh my god that's it and like <laughs> one specific image like which is going to be the album cover it's like me like in profile with my eyes closed and it's kind of like got this blue purple like gradient over it just like literally took my breath away because I'd never seen myself like that before and I was like that's the album cover I like made it my computer background and I was just like <laughs> Every time I got stuck, I just looked at it and I was like, that is what I'm doing like that. That's great. <laughs> that is the thing. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really cool. Cause I, I'm a super visual person. Like I'm a visual learner, but I used to draw when I was younger, but now I don't do that as much. Now I more do like auditory stuff. So it was really cool to have someone like 
to bounce off with for the visuals as well. Well, I think what, what you're doing too, this kind of goes back to what we were saying before with regards to surrounding yourself with people who support your work and also kind of like a, a mini team in a lot of ways where, yes, I'm sure yeah. I don't have any doubts just, just knowing you, Wo, that you probably could have designed something on your <laughs> own, but you have made a conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm going to focus on what I'm best at with regards to uh, writing and recording and singing these songs. And then I'm mm -hmm. going to find someone who's amazing at, at visual art, who will be able to elevate yeah. the, the image <laughs> of, of who I am as an artist to a whole other level, perhaps a higher level than probably I could have done alone. And I think, I think this yeah. is, this is something that is really important. I think for artists to know because the artistic journey, a lot of times could, feel very lonely but when you tap yeah. into the the talents of other people around you you find that everybody could win from that like you you have this opportunity now yeah. you have this amazing album cover that you're going to share with the world and now I can't wait to see it but then you also <laughs> you, you know you, your your friend who's a a visual artist he's getting the opportunity to build his portfolio at the same time. So yeah. it's this, it's this really neat collaboration that I think a lot of artists should definitely take advantage of that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, a win-win situation, which you, you always want to try to find. They're hard to find, but like when you do find, it's just, it's a really nice, you know, cause that's basically what he says. Like I want to work on my portfolio. Obviously like I compensated him, for his work, but because it was like one of his first projects in this way, we were able to work out like a deal together and stuff like that. So it's just, it's, it's really fun to me to like work with other young people because we're pretty much the same age, like just out of college. It's really fun for me to work with like other young people who are kind of in this like <laughs> zone right now. I mean, a lot of us like dealt with a lot of uncertainty this year <laughs> you know like right. uh, we all thought we were on a certain track and it was just like nope <laughs> <laughs> you know so and for me that was like I, I graduated from acting school at Fordham and I loved music even then but I I had more of an idea of like I'm gonna do like acting and music kind of thing and so I was more leaning towards the acting side at that point but then like as everything started happening I was just like wait a minute <laughs> this isn't coming back for a while and like actually I'm as an actor I wouldn't really be in control of like a lot of things that are important to me about like my career and what I do as an artist so I've like in this year kind of pivoted more towards music and like I definitely will act because I love acting that's like one of my like first loves but I think more towards like writing my own content just in general I think like the people that inspire me the most are the people that like write their own content. So, yeah. And I mean, I think especially what this year has been, it's so important <laughs> to kind of lean into our own projects, to lean into our own work that we've created. So with that said, I, I obviously wouldn't want to spoil anything too much with regards to the release of your album but i'm wondering if uh -huh. you could and you touched upon it a little bit at the beginning of our conversation but i'm wondering if you could dive into it a little bit more with regards to what what was your process of creating the album like and 
like what's what's the story that weaves through the album because i think this is something that's very fascinating that musicians do when they create an album is that the whole album in of itself is a story and each song is almost like its own chapter in a way so what was your process in developing mm -hmm. this album and and really creating the story that you want to show to the world yes 100 percent. yes i definitely work from story so like i said in 2018 that's when i wrote so it's more of an ep it's a shorter album but basically it's about me trying to find my sense of belonging in the world so the first song event which i released as a single it's about just like stepping into the world as your fullest truest self being fearless I and mean, it's kind of like my pump up album before i i mean song before i go on stage or like do a performance i kind of have to get in this mode of like i'm the best i don't care what anyone says and so i recorded that song for people who act or perform or um, just feel like they need to step out and like let people see them and then so that it gets off to like a bright start with that um, but then the next four songs are really more about like the heartbreak and the pain that I went through in 2018 following like the breakup of my first queer relationship and like my first love I lost that relationship like beginning of, of 2018 and it was a really traumatic thing for me <laughs> and I had a lot of feelings about everything and I missed them a lot, especially that summer. And it, it definitely took a toll. And I spent a lot of time by myself just writing and meditating and just sitting at the piano trying to figure out like how to express what I was feeling. So that's when a lot of the seeds of those songs came around. And then after that, I went to London at the beginning of 2019. Um, I started writing more of the songs, but it, it took me the reason it took me so long is because like in summer of 2019, I actually started recording these songs and I collaborated. I tried to collaborate with someone. It didn't work out and it was really like traumatic. It really kind of messed me up for a while and I didn't feel like I could come back to those songs. But anyway, with the songs, like I said, it's about the heartbreak that I went through. So airplane mode um, is the second song and it's about, literally putting your phone on airplane mode and just tuning out all of the BS and everyone else trying uh, to I like that. anyone trying to DM you or text you or call you. Um, Cause like my ex, like a few times called me like to try to make up with me. And it was just like a lot and I couldn't deal with it at that time. So I wrote that song about a day that I literally put my phone on airplane mode, like left it at home and just like went to central park and just like had a me day. And it was amazing and the third song is first impressions and it's about it's about my ex and then like two or three other guys at the same time because it's basically about like how i find myself like attracted to people and then i find out that i can't trust them and so it's like about this like back and forth between like wanting someone and feeling like you can't trust them and then the fourth song woe is me that's the title track it's about my journey of self-empowerment of saying i'm going to be by myself for a while. I'm going to figure out my life and I'm not going to put anyone else's needs above my own needs. That's definitely one of my favorites. And then the last one is See You Again. And it's about when I finally did answer my ex's messages and like we met in Central Park 
in the fall of 2018 and sort of talked and made up or to the best of our ability kind of just like talked about everything that happened and then <laughs> at the end they gave me a vintage 1980s prince poster which is like one of my most prized possessions and was actually like a huge inspiration for me to like finish this album because it's kind of this this memento that I have of that whole experience that like always reminds me of them but it also reminds me that I grew so much from that year wow there's <laughs> there's uh, a lot there's, it's it's amazing though it's in a lot of ways it's this this autobiographical journey over the past couple of years <laughs> and just having heard yeah. heard some of the songs myself and like some of the the or I guess uh, having heard some of the songs in some iteration, I'm sure that you've changed yeah. <laughs> some of them a bit. It's it's amazing how yeah people that like don't did not have that lived experience that you did, but how much your music mm -hmm. resonates with people at the same time I think is a testament to who you are as a musician. I recently interviewed another musician recently. And he, he, mm -hmm. put it, he put it really well saying that, uh, at least in his experience writing music, he finds that when he writes music that's very personal to him, as opposed to writing music, I guess, for the sake of the audience, he, he said, yeah. when he writes music that's very personal to him, he finds that it, it's, in those cases, it's much more likely to resonate with the audience yeah. because there's that, <laughs> there's that heart to it. And I'm I'm yeah I'm getting the same thing from you as well that you really write your soul down on paper and then yeah <laughs> people are able to really feel and experience your soul through your music which is amazing yeah no I I completely agree yeah that's that's everything that I want to do I just want people to feel my soul and I I do call myself a pop artist because I do love pop but yeah I completely agree that like the more personal it is the more people experience it with you and that's what makes it beautiful and like I never want to do anything else but like what's real you know so even with um, High Definition which was like my first song I didn't think anything of it like I just wrote it and like it was just about how I had been depressed before and like I was in love for the first time and I felt so happy and like I shared that with people and it's a very like straightforward pop song but people loved it and like they might think it's like kind of fluff or something but it's really not like it really <laughs> it was just as personal as this to me and um yeah so I think like I think what makes music resonate with people is that you take something personal um from your own life and then you put it into a structure that like other people can understand and that's like what makes it music and then you give it to people like if you just kind of <laughs> like regurgitate your experience <laughs> to people it doesn't quite like translate and that's where like the music step comes in and that's like that's like putting it in the oven and like letting it bake and get like all the way done and then taking it out you know yeah so. that's really really well said because <laughs> to go off of that analogy if say you're baking something you just throw a bunch of things in a bowl and you're like this is my life like it's not gonna taste good <laughs> it's not gonna taste good to someone but if you craft it in a way yeah. that it's tastes delicious, it's much more appetizing that way. And I, yeah. I think that that's something that you've absolutely have done. 
And so when, when can both myself and our listeners <laughs> expect this, this album to be released? Do you have a date set yet or, or not quite yet? Is it sometime in the near future? Yeah, so I'm aiming for February 2021. That date has been pushed back a few times just because like there's been a lot of obstacles um, on the mixing and mastering like post-production and um, which I don't want to get too too into but it, I'm really committed to making sure it's the absolute best like professional product that it can be before I release it but hopefully <laughs> it will be out in February. You're, bil- you're building the um, suspense. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's it's always hard with the first one because you're just getting the process down and like finding out who your team members are going to be and like who you can work with and how to turn things around in like a efficient kind of way. So <laughs> um, hopefully my next album, it won't be so like, you know, two years of writing and then like one year, of, you know, mixing or whatever. But I know when it comes out, it will be the right time. And I'm going to I'm going to stay busy with like live shows. Um, I want to do like a long form kind of dramatic live show of this album, um, similar to my coin coin show this year. And for where... our listeners out there, what <laughs> I, I want to touch upon this briefly as well. Yeah. What is the coin coin show? I know what this yeah. is and I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed it. I didn't get to see it live, unfortunately, but you sent me a video and I really enjoyed uh-huh. it. But, but what, what for our listeners out there, you've brought this up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. What, what is coin coin? So coin coin queen of Louisiana was my senior thesis project at Fordham. It wasn't like officially a senior thesis, but it was kind of the culmination of everything that I did there. So it was a solo musical that I wrote about my ancestor, Marie-Therese Coincoin, who freed herself from slavery in the 1700s in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Wow. So um, there's a historical novel about her and her descendants called Isle of Canes by Elizabeth Schoen Mills. Um, my grandma showed it to me two or three years ago, I was doing a genealogy project for one of my classes and she started telling me about her and she had never told me about her before. And I was like, what is this? Who is this? Because she basically said like, yeah, and my ancestor coin coin, she was like an African princess and she met this Frenchman and had like 10 children. And I was like, oh wait, what? <laughs> like That's what is fairy tale like in my like family history? So then I got all into it. Like I dove deep into it, like read the whole book. It's, it's really great. Um, and I just started like writing songs, like relating my life to hers. And this was also in 2018. So this was also around the time that I was going through that breakup. And I just found a lot of similar themes about her feeling like trapped in this relationship with Pierre, who was like both her owner and her like unofficial husband at the same time. So I just related to her really deeply. And so I started writing songs. I wrote Queen I Am, which was like <laughs> about like demanding the treatment you deserve in a relationship. And then later I wrote Unrecognized, which is kind of about how I imagine that she felt as like basically like a queen, but like in the constantly in the position of a slave and someone who was like punished for being who she was. So yeah, I like I performed all these different songs um, and then I had speeches in between. I played Coin Coin through the whole thing. Um, but I had speeches in between telling her life story from what I imagine is her life perspective. And the whole thing is on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, Whoa. And I did a live stream of it in August. It was like a little revival because we had the production video and I wanted to share it with like more people who hadn't seen it because I'd originally hoped to perform it more this year, <laughs> like in person. Right, right. 
but I'm I'm really glad that we have that video. It, I still love it every time I watch it. And recently I performed as Coin Coin again for the Fordham Drag Show um, 2020, which was virtual. And so I kind of took a break from performing as her because um, I wanted to embrace more of like who I am and whoa. But ultimately, like, I think that we are, we are kind of like one in the same and that we're like very strong-willed individuals who like are going to do what we want to do regardless of what people say. And so, yeah, I, um, I eventually do want to record those songs as well into like an album. <laughs> so I have like, so, I have I have too many ideas and not enough time. Basically, many, many, <laughs> many projects to to come in the future. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I cannot thank you enough for for taking the time to to join us on ActorCast today. It's it's been great hearing about your work, but not only that, to hear about your process in in creating your work as well. And I think that you really are an inspiration to a lot of the artists listening, whether they be actors, musicians, or other type of artists as well. So I'm, I'm really excited that you were able to, to come on the show today and showcase your work. Before heading out, I'm just wondering if you could share with our listeners where they could find out more information about you, about the album, and about all mm-hmm. the great work that you're doing. Awesome. So yeah, um, please go to my website, www.woeisme.com. That is my home base. You can go in there and like dive into everything that I do. Um, whenever I have shows going on, you can find out. Also on the front page, you can sign up for my mailing list where you'll get like a free little update whenever I have a song coming out or a show coming up. So yeah, please join that. So when the album comes out, you can be like one of the first people to listen to it. Um, and then, um, you can also follow me on Instagram at woe is me. Uh, I'm also on basically every other platform like TikTok, um, YouTube, Facebook, all under at woe is me. Great. Well, I'll make sure to include <laughs> the links to those various resources. So listeners, those will be in the show notes of this podcast episode. Highly recommend checking out Woe, all of his incredible work. So, well, <laughs> I cannot thank you enough again for joining us on the show. Thank you. I had so much fun. Thank you, Pat. ActorCast is amazing. This is going to be amazing. Like, I just had so much fun talking to you. And it's really refreshing to get to talk about my art and what I do in, like, um, in an uninterrupted kind of way, you know? Um, and yeah. to hear... Like and t- to talk with another artist like you who knows what kind of questions to ask and knows, you know, what we do. So I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode of ActorCast. If you are interested in being featured in our showcase segment, be sure to submit your work and yourself by sending us an email at your friends at actorcast.fm. We receive submissions and would love to consider having you on the show. So be sure to submit at your friends at actorcast.fm. Visit our website at actorcast.fm to receive the latest and greatest information when it comes to upcoming guests, showcases, and many other things. And if you're interested in becoming a premium member of the ActorCast community where you will have access to exclusive content, including bonus episodes, 
access to our private online community, as well as weekly sessions with yours truly, be sure to go to the membership page on our website at actorcast.fm. Thank you, as always, for tuning into this episode of ActorCast, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.